Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I mean, the, the conversations were good. Um, you know, it's... Uh, you know, a lot of guys, myself included, have heavy hearts, you know, have heavy hearts. And there's a, a lot of hurt in this world, uh, a lot of evil in this world. And, you know, it's um, a lot of guys showing empathy, a lot of guys, you know, personally hurt or affected. And so just the, the open dialogue is healthy, you know, being able to, you know, whether, um, you know, go through it together or be there for each other. We always talk about a family. We always talk about a brotherhood in the locker room, but um, just, establishing that hey guys this isn't just about football this is about off the field this is about caring for each other's families and friends and um as as true brothers so um you know not to get into the details of the conversations but um it was good and it's something that is going to be continued and you know we'll see um some things come to light through it hopefully but um yeah just understanding each other's perspectives is is you know a great place to start and I think Carson Wentz started this podcast off on the right foot. Starting a dialogue is something that, you know, we'd like to do, you know, on episode 135. I am Gail Saunders here with uh, Evan Hearn. And, you know, Carson Wentz talked about heavy hearts. And if you think about the nation, you think about your families, you think about the discussions that you're having, you think about the unrest, being uncomfortable, not having the answers uh, when you're looking for the right answers. Not knowing what to say, I think all of us are looking for solutions. And there, there are some people who are, you draw a line in the sand, whether it's if you go on the timeline, you know, obviously we're Eagle fans and people across the nation, uh, across the fan bases are, are drawing sands in the lines. And, you know, we, we, we're here to root for the same Philadelphia Eagles team. And you see the fan base kind of split on the timeline out there and a lot of unrest and it's understandably so that everyone has their reasons for being upset. When we first thought about doing a podcast the other day, we could sit here and talk about <laughs> Andre Dillard's bicep. Obviously that's concern of ours. It's for crazy Eagle fans over here. And we are a fan centric podcast, but we do pick up on the vibe. You know, we observe and, and me personally, I'm a person who observes and you absorb what people are saying. You try to take in what people are saying and you have your own, feelings on certain issues that are going on in America and you you try to find a solution first before you start speaking to people about the matters that are going on in, in the country. And me and Evan the other day we recently were we're gonna talk about football. We were 
getting ready to think of topics and we both had a pause in a moment and we kind of like knew what we was on each other's minds and it was kind of was kind of weird because it was just like dude and evan's like yeah i gotta get something off my chest and you know we're talking about the you know the shooting we're talking about um you know the, the protests and it, it was just very concerning for the both of us and that's that's today that's where we we're, we're starting with this this dialogue about you know it, it's interesting watch our philadelphia eagles and Carson Wentz and then the leaders in the locker room start to open up this dialogue and take a step in the right direction. Some might not agree with their direction, but from watching the NBA, obviously these players in the NFL have been moved and know that they have a platform that they can stand on and utilize to their liking. And obviously it's been an issue that's been on a lot of these players' hearts and they're discussing it. We as a podcast are discussing it, um, Evan. I mean, I mean, how are you feeling at the moment? I mean, yeah, um, this is this is different for me, man. Um, I'm not great, to be honest with you. I'm not great. These past few days have been really heavy on me, and it's one of those things that, like, this entire year has been draining, man. It has been really draining. And you know, you you mentioned how we were on the phone the other day and we're trying to think of topics. We're trying, we're trying to, the Andre Dillard news had just dropped that day that he had gotten injured. He's going to be out for the season. And as an Eagles podcast, like that was initially our main focus. That's, that's what we're thinking about. Like we got to bring Eagles content to the people. That's why they come to us. But ultimately these past few days, I've been in a headspace where I feel like we're talking about the Eagles while we're just watching society crumble around us. And it's a it's a scary thing, man. Like I, I, I wake up every it feels like every single day I wake up uh, seeing a new video of somebody dying. And like that is something that you used to have to crawl to the deepest depths of the Internet to find stuff like when you're like a 13 year old kid and you're you're on Reddit and you're looking up like, you know, it's, it's freak accidents, watching people that like that used to be a thing that you have to really go deep on the internet to find and now it's turned into just so mainstream just so every day i'm watching somebody uh be brutally murdered and it's like it's desensitizing and i don't really think that my brain is uh is built to process this kind of depression and pain at this volume and yeah dude i'm hurting i like the ultimately we want to bring you eagles news but like when there's this much unrest going on. And like, I mean, it's not just us that are coming out and making these statements. Uh, we opened the show with Carson Wentz's words. Uh, many leagues uh, across the country are pro- protesting and not playing games because of everything that's going on. And having somebody like Carson Wentz, um, show true leadership i think is something that is so crucial for us to see but ultimately let's be real he's he's at the quarterback of a football team and we have all of these people coming out and making statements but ultimately people in positions of power we feel like aren't doing enough uh, as far as legislature as far as simply acknowledging the um the fires that are going on around the country i mean that both uh figuratively and in reality yeah. um we we have so much as a society 
that we need to work on. And I just feel like um, us coming on here and talking about Andre Dillard's bicep would just be disingenuous to a real conversation that needs to be had. And I think a, a word that's been echoed um, on online uh, in, inter- in interviews, whether it be uh, is the word numb. Uh, I think a lot of people have become numb to a lot of, and you said, you mentioned desensitized and, you know, you start your day off, you know, you wake up, you're up for an hour. You, you've seen someone get shot, someone's head get blown off or some guy just randomly. You're like, what's going on? The guy just got shot in his back seven times. Like what, what am I watching? Like what's going on? Like it's, it, it's every day. It's something it's disheartening. And, and, you know, Jacob Blake got you know shot in the, in the back, his situation has sparked a lot of conversation across the nation. It's it's very interesting when you're trying to look for words and understand the situation. If you're not like we're just civilians, right? You know, we're yeah. not police officers. Shout out to Real Prince at Real Prince Prince Blue on Twitter. He he is a African American police officer, former police officer. But I, I had caught him on the radio, and it really just I thought. It, he comes from a space where he's a former police officer. He's also a black man in America, and he's also been trained. So it's like listening to him talk about the situation at hand. I was very interested to hear because it's like because I'm trying to look for answers. Like you know, where's the wrong? Where's the rights? And obviously, you know, they'll bring up a guy's past. And when, when again, like I'm another person who's just looking for answers, just yeah. like you might be looking for answers. Like we're you, we're trying to figure out what's happening before our eyes and just the level of hate back and forth that you see online versus empathy. You know, you a word that uh, another word that you'd hope the next man, your neighbor would have empathy for a situation, but it, it's not the case as always. But again, the dialogue that we're having between me and you, you know, hopefully somebody can uh, understand what we're both just trying to understand. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that is especially weighing heavy on me is obviously all of the murders that should not have happened. But it's it's more so that this happens so frequently. And there seems to be among certain people um, that no matter how many times it happens, they don't want to view uh, that perspective. They don't want to acknowledge that there's even a problem. And like, to me, that is what really is just the kick in the gut. Cause we sit here looking for solutions and we sit here with example after example, after example, every single day, something horrible happens. And you would think that like someone after seeing all that, they would, it would finally click in their brain that we have a serious problem in this country and it doesn't. There's a vast majority of this country where no matter what happens, they think the way that they think. And I try to live a mindset similar to yours, Gail. I try to sit back and observe everything, take in all the information and analyze it and come to my own conclusions. I don't try and have my mind warped by uh, certain media at- outlets with agendas. I like to try and find what I believe to be the true truth in a situation. And when I look at the the way that news stations and outlets cover the these sort of situations like you look at the new york post and in their their 
their article that they wrote about Jacob Blake, the picture that they decided to use is him inside of a bong shop. Like this was this was the victim of the situation. He got shot in the back. He's paralyzed now. And they decided that the appropriate picture to use would be him in a bong shop. While the same news entity, uh, the New York Post, ended up putting out a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse, who declared himself as a self-righteous vigilante and decided to drive over state lines with a rifle and go into a situation that he knew was a very volatile and tensions were really high. And he decided to go patrol the streets with a rifle and ended up taking two lives and, and shooting a third person. In Kyle Rittenhouse's article, they decided to use a picture of him cleaning graffiti prior to him in the shooting. To me, that just speaks to what I'm saying and the fact that it's not just our fan base. It's not just the media. It, and there's an issue with a lot of how people think and the lack of empathy in this country. And I really do fear that it's not going to change. That's that's where that's like I'm, I've, I'm growing jaded towards society in a way where I feel like I I feel like I see what's going on here. I feel like the the simple solution is that like why can't people just stop being racist? Well, that's that's just the thing is that too many people don't want to stop being racist. There's too many people that are that are comfortable in their lives. And Carson Wentz, a man from North Dakota, he's he's a he mentioned in um later on in that video that we played at the at the top of the show, he mentions how he's a kid from North Dakota. There was he graduated from a high school with just a few black kids and he never really experienced and saw racism until he came to a metropolitan area. And he mentioned how that's not an excuse. And I think that it's lame, dude. It's pretty lame to come out. Not not what Carson said. It's lame to come out and say, well, that's just the way that I was raised. And then, you know, that's your excuse to be racist. It's not right. And it's being lazy. And it's refusing to see other people's perspectives. And I think um, him being transparent is a thing that We'll talk about all day and every day about his his growth on the field, but his growth off the field has been exponential. And the the leader that he's become again, he's not a guy; he's a quarterback, man. And he's like he's like I don't have all the answers, but you know, I, as a as a Christian man and just believing in his faith and coming to terms with things that he's seen and, and stuff he's learned over the last couple of years, uh, being an ally and being also you know, he said, he's like, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm, a, I'm growing up You know, to be, we talk about like, you know, as you grow, you hope you're not the same person that you were when you were in high school or in college, you hope to grow as a person. And um, just, just talking about, you know, you, you, you talking about like, you know, I feel like this isn't going to change. And <laughs> me thinking about myself now and me thinking about myself in high school and having that same kind of, um, you know, kind of doubt again, like just, to think about like the change that I, I thought was like, you mentioned uh, earlier to me that your dad thought that yeah and I it's like three generations of people in my family just you know in his 80s like thinking that like things have, would change here we are dude he went through the whole Martin Luther King era and he saw yeah. the actual civil rights era take place and I'm sure in that time they realized they were in the infancy phases of yeah. of change like, and they they I, I'm sure that they felt that, you know, it was right around the corner. But here we are 60 years later and we're, we're still having the same conversations. You know, I, I think more people are enlightened 
as I get grow older, like I feel like more people are enlightened. And there's more. There's a magnifying glass on the situations in America, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's no more hiding the fact. I mean, thanks to thank thank you to technology, it's become that's become the biggest ally, and I think in, in the movement, mm-hmm. people are selling themselves out too. Yeah, Let, letting the true colors fly. I think you're you're seeing people. I was talking to my brother today. He was just talking about like people are stuck in their home. They're safe, but they're safe. Um, when you're online, you can say whatever you want. Yep. Um, you can, you're in the safety of your own home. Some people, again, let the true colors fly, and it's really, it's really disheartening to see you know people's true colors when you're like, ah, man, I had no idea. I kn- I know now. I mean, I observe. I do. I I do observe people a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like I like I you know I'm just I observe everything so so I can understand how 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 a person might think you know mm-hmm. I, I mean I think that's just being from being a black man in America you have to observe all these situations that you're in yeah. prior to actually being you have to envision like oh where am I going what kind of neighborhood am I going to like is this gonna be is this gonna be an environment where I have to worry about those kind of things and that might sound weird to some people, but it's not weird when you're living as who I am in America. It's just something that you just do. So I think it's just, you know, again, like it would be very disingenuous for us to be like, it's two weeks away, Evan, from Eagles football. The fact that our Philadelphia Eagles would, you know, potentially miss a practice to talk about social issues, talk about strategies of how to deal with what's going on that would never happen in past years missing a practice that is so important to we're getting ready for week one we're not getting ready for no preseason game but i think everybody knows that the level of importance this this has on players in the locker room when you're 80 percent of your locker room is african-american or you look at the nba a higher percentage of the league is african-american when people just tell players to go shut up and dribble or stick to football again some of these issues bleed into our everyday lives like so the fact that you go to work and you can't work or you know i like i would go to work in these situations and i would look at the a co-worker and i could see it in their eyes that they're going through the same thing i'm going through without even having to say anything yeah i mean but now with social media it's like we're all kind of like separated but we're all everyone's kind of dealing with it in their own way so i think we're it's interesting for me to see white americans dealing with you know because they're dealing with the some people don't want to deal with racism and having these uncomfortable conversations it's almost like i'm like wow i've never seen this many people like like non-black folks talk about racism like or have my boss call me up and like just talk to me about like, and I'm just like, I'm really having this conversation. I've never had this conversation. I work with my boss for like 19 years and we're sitting here talking about. So the level of dialogue, going back to what Carson Wentz had said in his in his presser about the open dialogue is something that, again, just needs to happen. And like me and Evan are sitting here like thinking solutions, um, you know, like, and I think that's, I've, I've uh, you know, a lot of people have been struggling with it. Yeah. 
A lot yeah. of my friends have. And I think that like there's just so many layers to this situation as well. Just in regards to I'm I'm gonna get into in a moment uh something that happened yesterday in the MLB, but there I just want to first say a quote that I heard a few weeks ago that just really uh, stuck with me and and made me think is that racism is so ingrained in American culture that when you protest against it, people think that you're protesting against America. And to me, like that really just spoke to, I thought about everything that happens and anytime there's, there's a post um, that is BLM related or social justice related, uh, I have people that I've seen on social media that, Anytime there's a injustice that occurs, whether it was George Floyd, Jacob Blake, Breonna Taylor, any one of them, they rush to find some sort of story, some obscure story where a black man uh, hurt or killed a white man just in an effort to say, oh, well, you know, it goes both ways. Like they, like you are comparing apples to oranges and it's just like people can see right through that. There's a lot of performative types of statements that are being made now. There's a lot of people and companies that feel as if they have to put a statement out, but they don't really stand behind the statement they know they have to put out. And uh, yesterday in the MLB, there was a hot mic situation where the GM of the Mets, Brody Van Wagenen, hopefully I said that correctly, he was talking about uh, Commissioner uh, Manfred's plan to have MLB players come out onto the field, leave, and then come back out some later time to finish the game and went on to say about it, what a nightmare it would be to reschedule these games. And like, to me, that's just grotesque. Like he knows that he, if the MLB doesn't make a statement, then people are going to have backlash, but his statement is disingenuous. It's performative. There's a lot of that going on. I think that's, that's the, that's the, like, you know, when they had the blackout Tuesday and I don't know, it's really like, it's interesting to see the social media side. I didn't grow up with like social media when I was younger. So like it didn't hit until later to see that kind of like people dealing in these climates. I'm talking about like when Rodney King stuff was going down, like I'm I'm in high school. We didn't have any social media to like see that unfold or see how people, what were people were talking about, but to see it now as, as I'm older, it's, it's, it's really a mind trip to see it. You do see a lot of pain in some people's posts. And again, like performative stuff, it's, it's super whack. I always try to be as real as possible and come straight from the heart. You know, again, like this dialogue is just a dialogue between friends. You're a white man in America. I'm a black man in America. But we, we do have common ground here. A common ground brought us together here with mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think I don't think having the, the same favorite team is, is going to help the unrest that we see on the timeline. But listening, listening is a big part that needs to happen. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, and, and that and that part of it, I do feel hope for. I feel like there is a lot more listening going on now. But the problem is with social media is just that everybody can be as loud as they want with their with their voice. And, you know, a lot of times it's all of the hateful posts that end up getting getting shared instead of the ones that are spreading a positive message and productive conversation. I'm not, we talk football, man. We're we're not political experts. You shouldn't come to us seeking a political opinion. But when it comes to simple morals and how to treat people, it, it's so crazy to me how how many white Americans absorb black culture, whether it's sports, music, 
entertainment in any kind. It's a huge part of American society and our culture is, is everything that black people bring to it. But th- there's not that respect that that's felt. It, it feels as if black people, we don't have their back in a, in a lot of situations. I mean, in individual cases, Gail, like, you, you know, you know where I stand, you know, where a lot of other, your other white friends stand. And that's why you built the circle that you built. But, you know, there, I, I see it when I when I go outside and it's just me and I walk up to a group of white people and they think that, oh, we're all white. You know, we're all on the same team. We could say whatever we said. Like, it's just that stuff goes on still, man. I, I, I don't know what to do about it. No, I, I think the, the thing with the performative stuff that you're talking about, like on, on social media, it's like the thing that you can't front is you know what's going on at, in your own home. You know, the conversations that you're having in your circle of friends to be out here on social media, like posting like, uh, you know, like because that looks good or whatever, like, you know, in your heart, like so you can't like fool yourself. You go home to what you go home to. Mm-hmm. And you go home to what your thoughts are. It is an interesting time in the sense that you draw a line in the sand. People are starting to choose their sides, choose their friends wisely and close, you know, tightening up that circle of friends. Like I remember playing football in college and having like racial issues on on the team and like how the team would have to come together. Like again, like the captains of the football team, would, we'd have a team meeting and we'd all sit in front. We'd bring like the problem to the forefront, but it would be like, you know, everybody has a voice. You have to talk to each other. Like you have to like the head coach of the, the football team is like, no, we're not leaving until we have a, have a resolution. Yeah. I wish we would have that that kind of fishbowl type scenario in America where no we'll- and that and that type of leadership yeah that, that, t- that type of leadership of we're not leaving until we solve get, this problem yeah you'd wish there's some kind of situation like that really do check up on your people I mean a, a lot of people are going through certain things I think at this moment in time it's uh, dialogue is good having that circle of friends that you can bounce off some of these thoughts in your mind. Yeah. can get, help you get through some of these situations. And again, if you're having, you know, take, take some, take some mental breaks, take some sick, take some days off offline. Cause uh, watching some of the things that we've been watching, yeah. reading some of the things we've been reading. It's um, poison for your brain. It, it could, it could do a number on you. Evan, any last words before we get out of here? You were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. You're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. I think people should start practicing that. You know, listening is the, uh, I think, is the move. And uh, I, I feel like Eagle fans, we got two weeks away for Eagles football. Uh, I think we have uh, something to uh, look forward to. It might be a, a distraction at this moment, um, but we're we're going to still try and be focused on these issues, but also be focused on our Eagles moving forward. But for me and Evan, we'll see you in the next one. And fly, Eagles, fly. (laughs) 
After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.